Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. It's when he does something that we're going to do tonight together called communion. And if you see over here, I have it set up for us, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this tonight. You see, in that last meal, imagine, imagine that was you. Imagine that you knew this was your last meal on earth. You see, the disciples don't know that he's gonna die in the next 24 hours. The disciples don't know what's gonna happen. They think they're just celebrating another holiday meal with Jesus. But Jesus, he knows that this is his last meal on earth and he knows that in a few hours, he's gonna endure the greatest pain he's ever had from eternity past and eternity future. See, Jesus knows that in the next two hours, three hours, Everyone at the table here, his disciples, his best friends, that they're going to leave him and say they never even knew him. You see, Jesus knows that in the next few hours, one of his disciples, who he gave, he's poured into for years now, is going to betray him and, and sell him for money. See, the disciples think they're just having a holiday meal, but Jesus knows that to that night, when everyone else would be passed over, he would be the lamb being sacrificed. That for for him that night, there is no sleep. There is no Passover. He knows that sometime in the middle of the night, he's going to be tried unjustly and sentenced to death. And he knows that at four or five in the morning, tomorrow, he is going to be beaten, tortured, whipped, that, that they're going to take barbed wire whips and, and rip his skin off. That he is going to be so disfigured that the Bible says he was actually even unrecognizable by those who knew him because of how horrible the torture would be. He knows that probably around eight or so in the morning the next day, he'd be carrying a tortured death device called the cross. And he'd be carrying up a mountain called the Skull, which is a place reserved for thieves and murderers to be put to death. He knows that at 9 a.m. tomorrow, nails are going to go through his hands. The nails will be going through his feet. And I wonder if during this Passover meal, if he looked at his scarless hands one last time. Because the Bible tells us that Those are the only scars that he would never recover for, that for all eternity, he would have the scars of the nails in his hands. He knows that for about six hours, he would struggle to breathe and ultimately die from suffocating on the cross. He knows that not just the physical pain, but that all the sin of the world would be placed upon him as the Passover lamb. That all the death would hit him instead of God's children. And he knows that this would be the moment where the Father, for the first time ever, Father God would look away 
from Jesus. And he knows that about three o'clock tomorrow that he would be dead. If you knew you had one last meal with your family, what would you say? If you knew you had one last meal with your friends and then they would all betray you, what would you tell them? If you knew this was your last peaceful moment before the greatest pain of your life came, what would you do? I would go as far to say that this last moment, this choice he makes, what he chooses to do is one of the most important parts of all of scripture. The last thing he said he would do before going to the cross. It says in Mark 14, 22, what he did. It says, as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, he broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, take this, this is my body, broken for you. He says, and he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink. And he said that this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many. And he says, truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it in the new kingdom of God. And when they sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. See, the last thing he wanted to do before everything began with his torture and ultimately his death is he wanted to make one final covenant with them. You see, in Jewish culture, when a man was ready to marry a woman, he would go to her and the family with something called the, uh, the mahar. It was the, the bridal payment. And the price paid, uh, it was by the father of the groom saying what he was willing to pay the other family to, to, uh, to pay for her leaving their family and joining his family and joining his son. So the father would give a payment. And then the son would offer a second payment called the maton. And the, the maton was what was the son willing to pay for the bride. So these, these gifts were basically saying, what is this woman worth to join our family? What are we willing to pay to get her to be a part of us? And, and in that moment, once they came upon an agreement, uh, the, the, there would be a cup presented at the table, a cup of wine. And when the price was agreed upon, it'd be poured out and the, the, the father and the family and the bride and the groom would drink of the cup. And the moment they drank from the same cup, that was the moment that they were considered engaged, legally married, actually. And, and all of his rights as the groom would transfer over to her. And then what would happen is in that moment, the son would, would then leave. He would go back to his father's house and he would start to build actually a, a home and a room for him and his new bride as an extension of his father's house. But the thing is the son, he couldn't tell his bride when he would come back because he didn't even know. Because the son didn't get to say, okay, the house is ready. The father would have to look at the house his son prepared and say, okay, you're ready 
to go now. And only when the father gave his blessing and said, son, it's ready, go get your bride. That was the moment when then the son could go leave and go get his bride. And sometimes it was in the middle of the afternoon. Sometimes it was in the middle of the night. But he would come even in night. And so the, the bride was told, always have a lamp with oil ready. Always uh, be in a moment where you prepared yourself so that he could come at any moment and go away with you. And that, that when he came and when he got her, they would leave and the marriage ceremony would begin. You see, Jesus takes this moment with his disciples and he presents the cup. And this would have been the, the mahar, the moment where the father saying, what am I willing to pay to get this daughter for my son? Well, he loved the world so much. He said, I'm willing to pay my only begotten son to purchase her. And he says, I'm willing to give my son's life. And then the son says, what, what's the matan? What am I willing to pay to marry her? I'm willing to break and pay my body. And when he presents this before them and he says, this is a new covenant, they would have completely understood uh, what was going on. This followed the marriage rituals of the day. They would have understood the holiness of this moment of, oh my goodness, this is why Jesus said he's going to have to leave and go prepare a place for us. The, this is why Jesus said he doesn't even, when we asked him, when are you going to come back then? He said, I don't even know. Only my father knows. Uh, this is why he said, be ready at all times. Have your lamps ready. And he said, I might come like a thief in the night. Because he doesn't know. Only the father does. This is why Jesus said, when you go and covenant with me, you have all authority in my name to heal the sick, cast out demons. Everything I can do gets transferred to you because now you're engaged to him and all the rights transfer over. And this is why when they said, what's going to happen when you come back? He says, there will be a, a wedding feast. You see, he was talking about a marriage all along and the payment for this marriage will be his life. The kingdom of heaven all along was pointing to a marriage. The kingdom of heaven it is you walking side by side with Jesus as a spouse. The kingdom of heaven wasn't always meant to be a physical um, uh, earth kingdom as much as it was meant to be a relationship and a family. You see, he just put the deal on the table. And he said, my body and blood is the bridal price. And if you want to marry me, these are the terms. You accept the payment of my sacrifice. And what does he choose to do in that final moment? He chooses to propose. After this moment, so they take and they, they eat of the bread and they drink of the cup. And they leave and they go to Mount Olives and then the domino effects start. And by the next morning, he's on the cross. And Jesus said in that moment, he said, right Right before this, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And he's talking about what we call communion, taking the bread, his body, and taking 
uh, the, the Jews as his wife, or as his blood. And when he says, do this, remember me, he's actually saying, remember what I paid to purchase you. Remember what I paid to get you and our fam my family. Because if you remember this moment, it's as if you remember the moment I proposed. When you take communion, you're remembering the engagement. You're remembering everything he said is now yours because of what he paid. You'll remember your love for him. And you take a moment, you remember this is why we're together. You'll remember the authority you have in him now as, as the bride of Christ. But it also will give you that hope for the future when he comes back. That he, after the cross, he went to prepare a place for us. And that he's going to come back. And so this is what this week is all about, is remembering his death. Remembering what he gave. And on Sunday, we get to remember his resurrection. And next week, we're going to talk about all about the resurrection and the new life we have now. Because we were brought back with him into life. But right now, tonight... We want to take a moment and remember the price paid for us. And so by taking this bread or whatever you have at home, take it and say, God, I remember that you tore and you died and you took it so I wouldn't have to. And take a moment at home or in your small group and pray and say, thank you, Jesus. Let it hit your heart and take it. And then... Pour out some juice or whatever you have and say, Jesus, I remember your blood poured out for me. And when you're ready to say, okay, I accept this engagement, then drink of it. Remember, when they drank of it, this said that we're officially engaged now. And I'm looking forward to the day when you come back for our marriage. So take this and say, okay, I remember. And, and Jesus asked the question, would you marry me? And this is the moment where you could say yes. And you take it to remember what he paid for your life. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.